welcome to the Redeemer Students Podcast. My name is JT Stead and I'm your host. I'm also the student and outreach pastor here at Redeemer Church. And our student ministries exist to glorify God through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Our whole goal is to come alongside parents and helping their kids follow Jesus Christ. And so what you're about to listen to is a sermon that was preached on our Wednesday night gathering from 6.30 to 8.30. And as you listen, I pray that you are encouraged and that you would be conformed more and more to the image of Jesus Christ as we behold Him in His glory. So thank you for tuning in and enjoy. Not in this world. Maybe even to wish that we can live in times like this. Or maybe wish, it's easy for us to wish something else. I love, I always love this quote from Lord of the Rings when Frodo says to Gandalf that he wished the ring had never come to him. But Gandalf said, So do all who see such times. That is not for us to decide. We must only decide what to do with the time we have been given. That's the same for each of us. We can wish evil times had not come upon us like COVID or uh, certain parents or certain physical attributes. We can wish a lot of different things, but we must realize that God has given it to us. Before creation began, he put you, he planned for you to be right here, right now, exactly as you are. You are exactly where God wants you to be, and exactly how he wants you to be. And so, we must embrace and accept this war, recognizing that it's been given to us by God. Down here, one, two and ask each of you to join us in this army. Join us in this fight against evil because we need, we need everyone. We need everyone. So tonight we're looking at the armor of God and the first piece of armor that I'm teaching on tonight is the belt of truth. And the first thing I thought of was a belt of truth. I was like, well, that's not, uh, if I was to pick one piece of armor, I wouldn't pick a belt. I'd pick a sword or a shield or probably a sword or a bow. Um, but the belt of truth. So why a belt? A belt cannot defend you. A belt cannot attack an opponent. But we know even in today's age, how crucial, how critical a belt it can be and is. Um, ever seen a you know, YouTube fail video of people trying to run and they get caught up in their dress or they get caught, their pants are falling down, their shorts are falling down, they get caught up and trip and fall and please catch them. And so a belt is an essential piece of armor for the soldier. The soldier needs the belt to hold his clothes on so that his armor can go on. He needs the belt to hold everything together so that he can run and fight. He can't, you cannot fight and defend yourself while you're holding your clothes up or close to you. Not only is the belt um, essential physically, but we know that it has a deeper meaning. The belt 
It's the belt of truth. It surrounds us. It encompasses us. It holds everything around us. And um, I love this just verse from Exodus 12 when um, when Moses was giving the Israelites the instructions after for the Passover, for the first Passover, for the last plague, he's telling the people to get ready to leave Egypt. And these were the instructions he gave them. He said, In this manner you shall eat the Passover, with your belt fastened, with your sandals on your feet, and with your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. And we are not very different than the Israelites, are we? Israelites lived in a hostile country that they did not like God. They refused to let them go, no matter all the signs and wonders that God did. And we're not very different. We live in a world that is hostile to God. And so we, just like Israelites, just like Egypt wasn't their home, this is not our home. Right? Heaven is our ultimate home. So we should be ready. We should have our belts fastened. We should have our sandals on our feet and our staffs in our hand. And I also love Isaiah chapter 11, which is the passage that Paul um, is referencing or expounding on in this passage. Um, Isaiah, many, 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 many years before Christ, prophesied about Jesus and said, prophesied about Jesus and said this about him, righteousness will be a belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins is meaning it would be a foundational belt, a belt that holds everything up, holds it all together. And isn't that what each of us needs? We need Christ's righteousness as we are not. We need his faithfulness to lift us up so that we can be prepared for God that we can know the lies of the world and know how to fight them. That we can fight that fight with the time that God has given us until he takes us home. So for us to put on the belt of truth, first, we must understand our condition. We must understand how badly we need this belt. We must know our sin. So as we talked about earlier, Adam and Eve, were deceived by Satan. To believe things that were not true. And that sin led to their removal from the Garden of Eden, their removal from God's presence, their separation from Him, and their ultimate death. That is what our sin does to us. Satan said to Eve, Did God really say not to eat the fruit of the tree? Really we are constantly falling into this lie, just as Adam and Eve did, because we are related to them. We are the long lost relatives. We were born into their born into their sin. We were born under the law. And just like Adam and Eve were deceived. We are often deceived Satan's lies. Romans 1.18 tells us more 
Paul tells us more of our condition in Romans 1.18. He says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. And then in verse 24, Paul continues saying, Therefore God gave them up to the lusts of their hearts, to impurity, the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and they worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Our sin causes us to suppress the truth. Our, our sin causes us to exchange the truths that we know about God for the lies of the world. Just like Adam and Eve did. Just like Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve wanted to be like God, it says. They wanted to know good and evil. And we are the same. We want to be the ones on the throne. We want to make the decisions. We want to fulfill our desires. But we need God on the throne of our hearts. It's a thing for each of us to think about. Who is on the throne of your heart. Who are you trusting in? Who are you striving for? Are you striving for God's glory? Are you putting on God's belt of truth? Are you putting on your own belt of works of worldliness? So we looked a little bit at our sin. Now we must know what is the truth. Put on the belt, we must know what is the truth. This was the same question that Pilate, when he had Jesus on trial, and he was, people wanting to crucify him, Pilate was interviewing Jesus, and he said to Jesus, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. I listen to him. What is truth? Whether you know it or not, each one of us in this room is seeking truth. We are seeking to answer the same question that Pilate asked of Jesus. What is truth? How each one of you answers this question um, will determine your future. The truth that you strive for will determine your decisions. It will determine your actions. It will determine what you wear. It will determine who your friends are. It will determine what you do. It will determine your relationship with your parents, with others. The truth that you believe will determine your future. What else about the truth? Earlier in John, in chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said this famous verse that many of us know. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We know that Jesus is the truth. Jesus' words are truth. 
that if we humble ourselves to accept his death on the cross, his path of righteousness becomes our own. His belt of truth is given to us so that when we are tempted and tried, we, it is not our righteousness, but his. It's his belt of truth that we put on so that we can stand. And we know that just like each one of you is tempted to try every day, we know that Jesus was tempted and tried. And read, he spent 40 days in the desert. He was tempted by Satan three times. And he refuted Satan's lies with scriptures. So that we know that when we are tempted and tried, we have a Savior who, who knows what we're going through. He can give us his belt, give us his righteousness. All we must do is accept his death on the cross. Be willing to submit to him as our King and as our Lord. We can put him on every day so that we can stand. And that last point is, when we put on the belt of truth, we can take our stand in this With God's belt fastened around us, with His righteousness and not our own, we no longer stand condemned. We no longer stand under the law. John 8.32, Jesus said, to those who have believed in him, he said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. For those of us who know that truth, for those of us who believe in that truth, it will set us free. We can be free from Satan's deceit. We can be free from the lies of the devil. We can be free from the lies of this world. We can be free from the law that condemns us. As free soldiers, we can fight for God's glory and not that own. Not only that, but as soldiers in Christ, we know that we are part of a bigger army. Everyone in this room, we are fighting for the same thing. We are fighting for God's glory. And we can rest in that. This place can be a refuge, should be a refuge, is a refuge. Everyone here, a place to lift one another up, a place to encourage one another, to speak kind words, to confront each other when we've gone astray, to gently lead each other back to Christ. Isn't that what the church is for? To bind up us, to bind up the weak, to stand together as one, to encourage each other, to teach each other, to learn from each other. That's what we're all here for. The Bible says that the church in God's word is like a fortress. It's a fortress of truth. No matter the waves, no matter the storm, 
the fortress always stands. No matter the hurricanes or the floods, tsunamis, the fortress always stands. And we know that we can all seek refuge in that fortress, no matter what we we put on that belt of Jesus Christ, that belt of truth, His righteousness, that we can always stand. As I wrap up, I just wanted to uh, just going to bring up, I'm going to bring up three people: a sixth grader, a freshman, and a senior. So I need three volunteers. All right. All right. You freshman? Yeah. All right, freshman. And one senior. Matthew. Do it. Do it. Well, I'm senior. Mr. Eckert. <laughs> <laughs> You're the biggest senior in the house. Tallest senior in the house. So. A youth leader did this for me a long time ago, and it always stuck with me to this day. Just the power to look at the transformation that will happen. You come into this youth ministry, <laughs> you go to here, and then you leave this youth ministry. Yes. And we send you out into the world to be a soldier of Christ. And so. I want each of you, as you look here, to think about where you are. Where are you right now with Christ, with truth? Where are you? And where do you want to be when you leave? Um, think about that. Because the next phase of life, when you go into high school and then you go into college, will be determined by the truths that you put in your heart, the truths that you put in your head truths that you believe, the truths that the people around you believe, will determine that path. Yes, it's Thank you.
the truth that all of us have sinned and that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. That we are all justified by His blood and His blood only. I'm going to close and read First uh, Timothy six eleven, which was also a letter written by Paul. It was the closing to one of his letters that he wrote to Timothy, which was a young soldier in the faith. Just like you guys. You guys are young soldiers in the faith. And Paul was writing to a young soldier in the faith. And this is what he said to him. He said, But as for you, O oh man, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, God, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called, and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession. To keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen nor can see. To him, the honor and dominion forever. Amen.